everyone, and welcome to Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Jen. And this week, we are talking to Britta from Vulvani. Vulvani is a digital education platform all about periods, and I think both of us learned a lot this episode, so we hope you also learn a bunch. Enjoy. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Um, we start off by asking all of our guests their pronouns and sexuality. So could you share that with us? Yes. Thanks for inviting me. I'm so excited to be on the show. I'm Britta. I use the she, her pronouns, and I'm heterosexual. Awesome. Very neat. <laughs> <laughs> Love to hear it. So you are originally and currently also from Germany, correct? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Awesome. We always love to hear what sex ed was like in places not in the U.S. So could you give us a little bit of background on what sex education you got growing up, whether it was at school or at home, or I don't know if you're religious at all, a group religious or what, what any religion <laughs> taught you, but we'd love to hear <laughs> anything. Yeah, I guess I could give like a quick summary in general. Yeah. Like sex education, in my opinion, wasn't that great and wasn't that <laughs> elaborated. I do remember in fourth grade, we did touch on the topic of pregnancy like really quickly in school. Mm -hmm. Like I remember mm -hmm. like a book that we had that I had at home that we used in school as well. And then I think until like maybe like sixth or seventh grade, the topic wasn't touched again. And even then in biology class, it was maybe, I don't know, maybe like two or three hours. Like, at least in my memory, it felt really, really short and not mm -hmm. very, well, just like very quick and maybe even like a little shameful mm -hmm. and definitely more focused on like don't get pregnant <laughs> and not really explaining you how it all works and that as a female person like you can't even get pregnant every day of the months but that's kind of like how they like framed it I felt in yeah. sex ed. <laughs> that's so true <laughs> it is true it's very much like that scene from have you seen Mean Girls the movie mm -hmm. yes I have yeah the uh, the scene in there where it's like, don't have sex, you will get pregnant, and you will die. <laughs> yeah. Sums up a lot of people's sex ed experience, which is so so interesting to me because I guess I always think of Europeans as like a lot more progressive and forward thinking, but that sounds a lot like American sex ed, like kind of shameful, kind of just like glossing over the details, yeah. biology you know? based. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't that much different, I think. I mean, I never mm -hmm. experienced like sex ed in the US, but from like mm -hmm. what I've heard about it, yeah, just like you get the basics. And I had like a male biology teacher and he brought in his like wife and she talked to like, the girls about periods a little bit, splitting up the genders. Mm. Was she a teacher too? Yeah, she was oh, actually okay. a teacher at like our school. Too. <laughs> Maybe I should have mentioned that. <laughs> just some lady, you know. I was like, this teacher is like, well, I'm a man. I can't talk about periods. I'll just, when my wife's not doing anything, I'll just bring her in. <laughs> but that's kind of like the vibe. Yeah. It gave, like, um. because he definitely didn't want to talk about it. That's why, like, mm. his wife, who also was a teacher, like, had to talk to us about it. But I think it was really quick, maybe 30 minutes or anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not enough. Yeah. <laughs> not enough, whatever it was. <laughs> no. It was not, not helpful. No. 
<laughs> they always do that with with period talks in sex ed. They always split up the boys and the girls, and the boys don't learn anything about it. It's so I know strange. It is. I mean, I know they don't directly experience it, but when half the population does, you would think that, like, I don't know, maybe they should learn about it. Right, and theoretically, some of them will have partners that are women. Like, they should probably know how all that works, right? (laughs) Yeah, and all their life, they will always be surrounded by people who menstruate, like, either be in their family, with their co-workers, at school, Mm -hmm. at work, wherever you are, people will be bleeding, so... And you learn a lot of things in school that doesn't touch like half of the population. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe you should learn <laughs> yeah. about menstruation as well. Calculus never needed it, you know, <laughs> but I did need to know a lot about menstruation. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird too. Cause I remember feeling like I needed to hide any kind of period stuff from the boys yes. in my class. Like my friends and I, when we'd want to talk about our periods, we called it Larry, we were like, "Oh, do you have is Larry with you this week?" Because none of us knew anyone named Larry, so we just picked the name of someone we didn't know. Yeah, the old Aunt Flo is here this week. But it's so strange and like hiding a tampon up your sleeve. It's I know so, it's so mm-hmm. precious. You have to act so precious <laughs> about your period. Right. Meanwhile, that's just like adding to the stigmatization or the like, oh, periods thing. Right. You know, making sure that boys who are 12, 13, whatever, don't know anything about periods and never have to see a tampon and never have to say the word period, you know, leads to things like your teacher not even wanting to talk to you about periods and bringing in his wife to talk about periods, right? It's like this cycle of periods don't exist. Oh, gross. You know, what are you going to do? Probably nothing. Or, or I actually feel like Britta knows a lot of things to do about this. Britta's going to tell us what to do. Yes. Leads us directly into Volvani and all of the amazing work you're doing with that. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Volvani? Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you going to do about it if you're unhappy with the current, like, sex education situation? You're going to change something. And that's exactly what I did. I co-founded Volvani, which is a digital education platform about menstruation, cycle health, and sexuality, together with my partner, Jamin. And we're trying to, like, change the way, like, people talk about periods and kind of teach them that their body is amazing and there is a superpower behind the menstrual cycle and our vision is to embody and empower everyone to learn more about their body so that those shameful conversations that we all had and that we just shared about don't repeat themselves over and over Mm -hmm. again because if we face it like periods are gonna like be with us for a very long time (laughs) period of time in our lives so we better befriend them and make a team with our body instead of like trying to hide it or trying to like ignore it. So yeah, that's exactly what we're doing with Volvani, mm-hmm. teaching people about it and embracing the body. I love that. It's like period. That's gorgeous. Positivity. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so could you go into a little bit more detail about how you guys are trying to change just the talk and everything around periods? Yeah, we have like three different like main things we're doing at Volvani. One are online courses. Mm -hmm. They're self-guided online courses because even though it's for some people it's more an intimate and personal topic, Mm -hmm. you can like do the online courses on your own terms but get support from us via email. And then we're also really active on social media and are running an online magazine. So if you have like any questions like why do I experience period pain or how does period underwear work, you can find answers for that. Mm-hmm. And then a third thing we're doing, 
because sometimes a picture has more than a thousand words. We created the world's first stock photo gallery that is free to use and exclusively for periods. Mm. So if you ever write or do anything with periods, we have really amazing stock photography. There are like 150 pictures. Wow. The stuff you see on there, everything that's red, that's period blood. Yes. But if you don't know <laughs> wow. it, you maybe wouldn't notice because we try to like portray it in like very beautiful but still like realistic way mm -hmm, but that's mm -hmm. another step in like changing the way periods are shown in media or shown on social media because if we don't know what it is we can't talk about it mm -hmm. so we're trying to get away from all like the stereotypes around periods and using blue liquid and just <laughs> showing it how it is because red is a beautiful color right. after all <laughs> your guys's periods aren't light like clear blue liquid oh, and shit. like very watery no. i think i need to go to the doctor no. <laughs> just kidding yeah. yeah go check it out <laughs> Ask them all the questions. <laughs> right. I love how they always do that in period product commercials. They make it seem like, oh, it's just this like manageable little splash of, <laughs> of water. It goes directly into the center of your pad or whatever you're wearing. And you never <laughs> yeah. have to worry about it. You can wear this full white outfit and just spin around the beach like nothing is happening. We don't have clumps <laughs> that come out of us. What? No, <laughs> nothing. Uterine lining. Don't know her. Nope. <laughs> so I would love for us to discuss some of the topics, particularly that your courses are on. Let's start with cycle awareness. I'm very aware of my cycle right now <laughs> as a person on their period. So can you tell us a little bit about what that is and how that can help people I guess, is it cope with their periods? Or maybe there's a more positive way to say that. <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> their periods. Enjoy. <laughs> well, cycle awareness is all about like connecting with your body and trying to understand your menstrual cycle. Kind of understanding that you don't just bleed and then nothing is happening. But there are days in between your bleedings that are all part of like the natural menstrual cycle. And one concept that is really nice and really good to explain how you feel during the menstrual cycle is the inner seasons concept. Mm -hmm. So menstruation would be described or compared to winter. And if mm -hmm. we think about winter, maybe you're not so active. Mm -hmm. You want to be home. You want to be cozy. You want to drink hot chocolate and watch a movie. And maybe that's also what you need during your period. Just like be at home and relax. And mm -hmm. then after menstruation comes the next phase. It's compared more to like spring, kind of the spring fever awakens. You're excited. You're going outside maybe more. And then around ovulation, it's the summer. It's like the peak of your menstrual cycle and probably also the peak of maybe your creativity or your productivity. Because as we all know, in the summer, you love to go out with friends. It's just like a fun and active phase. And then the last phase of the menstrual cycle is compared to the fall or autumn, where you're just like, it can be a little stormy, meaning maybe <laughs> it's more emotional. So this concept really tries to help navigate your own emotions, your own well-being, your own energy or productivity levels, and to understand that it's okay that we don't feel the same every day of the cycle. And that it's normal to be a different person, to have different needs. And mm -hmm. cycle awareness kind of like teaches you to understand yourself better and to have more empathy for yourself and aligning your life with your menstrual cycle. 
for example, you said you're on your period, mm -hmm. and I try to like not schedule podcast interviews <laughs> when I'm on my period because I'm not that talkative then. Like, it's not my thing. That's smart. <laughs> <laughs> so, for example, I block off certain days in my calendar where I just, like, remind myself I'm going to mm. be on my period. And, for example, today I'm on cycle day 17, peak season, inner summer, <laughs> perfect for being on a podcast. Like, <laughs> even though now it's late where I'm in, like, I have the energy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't bother me. And because I knew that when we planned the date, I could keep that in mind and schedule my things according to the menstrual cycle. And that is all what cycle awareness is about. Understand yourself and work with the different needs you have during the menstrual cycle and make your cycle like part of the solution and not mm. the problem. Like you kind of become a team and better accept your mood swings and your changing energy levels because you know your own rhythm because it repeats itself month after month. And that is like what one of the online courses is about, where I teach you like how to understand yourself, how to track your cycle, and then also what does it look like in everyday life? Or what does it look like when it then comes to planning your workday or your vacation or anything? Wow. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like this is such critical information that could be taught in school when they talk about periods. Yes. I recently, not recently, like two years ago, I decided to go off of birth control because it was bothering me. And I have just been, I guess, not on any hormonal birth control or anything for a while. And it, I mean, it took a little while for my cycle to become more regular. But what you're talking about is something that I've really started paying attention to and noticing in the last, I think, six months to a year. And the energy levels are such a big part of it. When I'm closer to my ovulating time, I guess what you were calling spring and summer, like I'm like doing everything. I feel great. I feel sexy. And then when it's the week before my period, don't fucking expect me to do the dishes. Like, <laughs> But it's it's kind of interesting when you think about it with a lot of stuff around sex ed, we're taught to just quiet down or like shut up. Like our body should just shut up. You shouldn't be feeling this way. You just need to be like tough and tough it out. And I mean, we're really getting that same messaging with our period, not just with sex. It's like, oh, you toughen up. Don't let anyone know you're on your period. If you act bitchy, people are going to accuse you of being <laughs> on your period. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And like also women or people who do deal with some more like debilitating aspects of your period, like endometriosis or cramps or something like that, mm -hmm. just being expected to like suck it up, tough it out. Every woman deals with this. This is normal. Pain is normal. Hating your period is normal. And every woman has to deal with it. Every or the people who get their periods have to deal with it. So just yeah. keep moving, right? Rather than like what Britta was saying about like compassion for yourself. If you're not feeling it the week of your period, don't fucking do it, bro. <laughs> Just yes. like, be kinder to yourself and be in tune with the things that are going on inside of you and know yeah. that like hating it and being in pain are like not normal experiences and you deserve, you know, help medical care for those things. Yes, that's so important. Planning around it. That's so cool too. It's so it's just such a way to be respectful of your body that you don't really hear people talking about very much. <laughs> 
at least for me and a lot of people like who practice it, it's like once you become a team with your body, you can kind of like treat it as a friend or you're in this together, kind of like check in with yourself mm -hmm. asking, what do I need today? What can I do for you, my period or ovulation, anytime in the cycle? Like, how can I make my body do the things it needs to do? What can I do to like embrace it and then make the week of my period better for all of us, my period, for myself, for my emotions. But it's like really a way of checking in with yourself and making your, yourself a priority. And just like cycle awareness is one way to do it because the cycle is such a unique rhythm that repeats itself. Mm -hmm. So really, once you start tracking it, for example, to start, like it's recommended just write down three words at the end of the day to sum up the day. So mm. after a few months, you might see some patterns because yeah. then like what you just described that some days you feel like really sexy, very active and other days you don't. Mm. Then if you have like all the cycle tracking, I just write it down on paper, write down my cycle day and just a couple of notes and then I can go back. And then you can see the patterns like, oh, like, yeah, on cycle day 18, like, I'm feeling great. On cycle day 22, like, I don't want to be around people. It's when I need time on my own. And then yeah. it really, you understand yourself and your own needs. And then you can adapt that to the work world as well. And you know, oh, today I will be creative or maybe today I'm talkative or today I'm good for giving feedback, but I'm, I won't be receiving feedback because I can't handle like any criticism. Uh -huh. And if you know that, <laughs> you can kind of like at least understand why you're reacting the way you do. <laughs> Kaylee's like, are you inside my head right now? Like, are you me? What is happening? We're like cycle melding, mind melding right now. I know. I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a freelancer now, but I'm just thinking back to when I had a full-time job and the horrible times that my one-on-one -on -one with my manager would line up when I was on my period. I could not handle it. Okay, I'm going to cry in this meeting. <laughs> I, I do have a question about this. Do you know if this is as accurate or works as well if you are on some kind of birth control? Well, then it's a whole different story because your hormones yeah. change and everything is influenced. I do still think you can apply the technique of like tracking your cycle, tracking your feelings, but it mm -hmm. will be different than if you're not on birth control. Yeah. But I think the check-in with yourself you can still do that because you still have a rhythm. Just yeah. like the inner seasons might not be as good as a comparison for you if you're on birth control and the hormones that changed. Yeah. One of my friends, I think, <laughs> has an IUD. And so she never has her period, but she's always like... I don't know. There'd be times where she's like, I still feel like I'm on my cycle. Like right now I'm really emotional and I just want to eat everything and I'm crying a lot, but like she doesn't have a period. So I don't feel bad for her. So <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> So the other thing that I know you have a course on is this concept of free bleeding. And I'm very excited to talk about that. I did a little bit of your course over this weekend and it's so cool. So <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about what, what free bleeding is? Yeah, we'll start with like a quick definition mm -hmm. explanation, right? Yeah, free bleeding is 
a way to manage your period. It's an intentional way of bleeding because unlike any other types of like period products with free bleeding, you don't use any period products at all. Meaning like you also, again, like are in tune with your body, you understand it and your body is giving off different signals, kind of like we are used to with like, when we have to pee, we have a full bladder, the body gives off signals. And then it's the same with free bleeding. When we have to bleed, then our body is giving off signals as well. And it's our way to like interpret it. So with free bleeding, you're not using any period products, but are intentionally discharging your period blood directly on the toilet. And when a lot of people hear about free bleeding and not using any period products, like Probably like most of the listeners now as well think like, oh, everything is going to be bloody. Like my period, <laughs> like I'll have like period stains, blood stains everywhere. But it's like a method that you can learn. Mm -hmm. Because when we were young, we all learned to control other body fluids as well. But no one, as we said earlier, with periods, it's all about hiding it. Like you don't mm -hmm. talk about it. It's just like something shameful that should be ignored. You shouldn't make it a priority or a focus. But if you're practicing free bleeding, that's exactly what you do. You make your period priority because you listen to your body and listen to its needs and then intentionally in a controlled way discharge it on the toilet. Mm -hmm. That's so, like, I'd never heard of this before talking to you. <laughs> me neither. It still sounds crazy to me. Like, I... <laughs> like I, I, I trust that it's true. I want it to be true, but I'm like, how, how does one do this? Well, ever since, ever since we talked about this last week, when we met you briefly before this recording, I've been thinking about it while on my period this time. And I think it's still, it's probably going to take me a while to learn the signals, but I definitely have noticed, especially when I wake up in the morning after sleeping, that it's, it's almost like you can like hold it in yes. <laughs> when you walk to the bathroom. It's crazy. Exactly. That, that's <laughs> what it is. Like <laughs> you kind of can hold it in and you control it. And it's not like the one thing maybe like we should also like say as a reference, like even though we think period blood is always running kind of like mm -hmm. a waterfall, it's not like the mm -hmm. period blood from the body is discharged in waves. So mm -hmm. the period blood or the period flow has this unique rhythm. Mm -hmm. So once you go to the toilet and discharge it, or as like in your example, like in the morning, you kind of can hold it in mm -hmm. because it's not constantly flowing. But then like once you go to the toilet and release it, after that you do get a little break. It's not yeah. like you have to like sit there for forever. It's like with peeing, like you do it and then you're good to go. And yeah. depending like where you are in your cycle, like what, how heavy your bleeding is and which day of a period you're on, you might need to go and like use the restroom like every hour or you might only need to go use it like every two, three, four, five hours because that's the way your period rhythm is then. That's so cool. And I, I feel like this also opens up ways to maybe use this technique with other things to make a period more manageable. So for like for the last year, I have been using thinks like the period underwear for my period. And I never would have done this before the pandemic because I like always hated pads. I was always a tampon person because I hated feeling it. But now that I'm home all the time, I'm like, man, whatever. And <laughs> I like that they're sustainable. I like that I don't have to like 
constantly buy little things with plastic and cotton that I have to throw away. And so that was partially why I started doing it. But now that I'm thinking about when, like when it's discharging, I can even like control it so that I don't have to sit, (laughs) you know, in it (laughs) all day. I can be like, Oh, okay. Like it kind of almost works. Like I wear the period underwear as like a, like a extra level of safety. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty neat. Yeah, and especially if you want to try it out, like in the beginning for practicing, like using something else as a backup, mm-hmm. like pads or even like period underwear is perfect because it takes away the stress that you're learning something new. So don't put on this like extra <laughs> layer of stress while you're on your period to like do something you've never done before, <laughs> but like use period underwear as a backup. Then you feel safe, you feel secure, you feel like good in your body because you still have that. And then on top of you notice this feeling, what you're already describing, that you kind of can hold it back Mm -hmm. and can release it on the toilet, then you'll really feel like a superhuman (laughs) when on your period because you're doing something everyone tells you you can't do. And it's such like an awesome feeling to like achieve that. (laughs) That's so cool. (laughs) I'm going to try. I'm like, okay, what if I just try this on hard mode? Get out my best white lacy underwear and my white jeans. (laughs) (laughs) Let's say your white tennis skirt, but jeans is probably. (laughs) You think I own a tennis skirt? Yeah. Do you you even know me? (laughs) Who are you again? (laughs) I think I was just thinking of the period commercials and like wanting to reenact those, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that would make fr- practicing free bleeding harder if you're playing tennis. You're going, yeah. <laughs> Every time you hit the tennis ball, you kind of really hold it in. <laughs> well, yeah. that's maybe the best practice you're going to get. Like. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, let me know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll try that. We'll get back to you. <laughs> so why why do we think that this is not taught in schools? I mean, I have some theories, but I would love to hear Mm. what you guys think. Mm. Well, I can go first. Once you understand your body, you are in control of your body and you can make self-determined decisions. And maybe that's not like what people wanted for you as a menstruating person. And also, if you can manage your period without products, well, the whole industry is going to go down because you're not going to buy a new product every month. And I would say buying or selling period products is a pretty lucrative industry. So I think Mm -hmm. that's also like one of the reasons that no one tells you that you don't need it. Yeah. 1000%. I mean, I, I feel like I don't want to completely shit on the entire industry because I think a lot of these things have obviously like made it so that women can like, do things that they didn't feel able to do on their period before. And like, I'll probably always have a box of tampons in my house, even though I don't use them often, but there's such a big difference between practicing something like this, you know, a majority of the time and not being beholden to an industry. I mean, this shit's so expensive, especially if you start to go towards like organic or sustainable items that like doubles the price. <laughs> yeah, it's a racket. It's a total racket. I can't believe that the government just doesn't give us this shit for free. <laughs> like you want to see part of your work 
for us to not bleed all over your office chairs, give us a tampon. Thank you. Or teach um, us how to hold it in in school. Or that. Or that. Or Sorry. pay me and then I'll pay yeah. you. Yes. Or contract with Britta and she'll teach everyone. Yeah. I have an online course. They can use it. Nice. I think we've also talked about like a hit on the stigma attached to periods and how they're like dirty or gross or something because their blood and they come out of vaginas generally. Yeah, that's definitely a big, a big piece of it. And I think that women's reproductive health is, or people's reproductive health is not given a lot of thought or like, it's not really like validated by a lot of modern medicine. Like I was just reading today, something about a woman who opened like one of the first endometriosis centers, which is why endometriosis has been on my mind (laughs) ever in the country. Like, or, or I, I'm pretty sure in the world, actually, like this stuff does not has, has just not been studied and things like PCOS that affects your hormone levels and your periods mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, and, and even thinking about like when COVID came out and they, and they halted, I think the J and J vaccine, because it was causing blood clots, whereas birth control causes blood clots and other health issues at way higher rates in women. And it's just not studied or really given a lot of credence in the medical community because it's thought of as like a woman's issue and women just have to like learn to deal with it the end so Mm -hmm. I think that there's stigmas all around with this like it has to do with sex education and sex which is gross it has to do with blood and vaginas which is gross it has to do with women who like we don't really care about so um, I think there's a lot of stuff weird stuff going on there as well yeah yeah we definitely still have like a very Long way to go. Yeah. 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 Do you think, Britta, if you were to like design a sex education curriculum around periods, do you think that talking about all the stuff that you talk about in your courses should definitely be included or or just some of it? Like ideally, what would that include? I think all of it because yeah. I feel like the younger we are when we really learn about a body like the better and we have like talked to like some schools in Germany the response mostly is that we're too provocative when it comes to periods like what? because we <laughs> well the pictures we have it's like real period blood and like schools apparently don't like that so we have tried to like form some like interest or like communication with schools but it's like really difficult so we decided we've actually just produced like our first online course for kids it's in post-production right now cool. and everything like I've talked about in the podcast is in this online course. I teach them about the inner seasons. I teach them about free bleeding, but like as free bleeding as one of like the millions or the different ways to manage your periods. It's like yeah. not just pads and tampons, but it's like in the course we talk about period underwear, free bleeding, like menstrual disc, like there's so many things out there. So yeah, yeah ideally I would say like include everything and I've, also included like a vulva coloring book or like a boobs memory just to like make it interactive and tell them and teach them from a young age that everybody is unique and that no two vulvas, no two like boobs look alike and that's normal and that's perfectly fine. Like you can be different and that's like really beautiful. Something we talk a lot about on this podcast is like the need for better representation and diversity and like how a lot of sex education materials show like 
straight, white, cis people <laughs> in, in a lot of lessons. And people who <laughs> look different from that at all, like never get to see someone like themselves enjoying sex or anything related to sex or periods or, or any of that. So I, I absolutely love that. I'm glad that you have a coloring book and you can make purple vulva if you want. Yeah. And also just presenting all of these different things as options really empowers people. I feel like the sex that I got from religion was like, don't ever have sex. And then the sex that I got from school was like, get on birth control or else. It never felt like I had an option to be off of birth control and having sex without doing something like insanely crazy. And I mean, same with like period products. It was kind of like, okay, well, here's some pads and tampons. That's just how it is. <laughs> like it, it's, it's really empowering to not only have a bunch of choices available and make what's the right choice for me, but also to, I mean, I just love the idea of teaching people not to feel ashamed or afraid of their period and just embrace it as a different season of your, mm -hmm. of your body for the month. It's, it's nice. <laughs> it's nice not to hate yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all about like embracing your body and knowing what your options are. Like it's, it's about providing information, but not giving like too much of advice or just giving you very limited choices and options. And I think that's how all three of us grew up. Like yeah. you either use a tampon or a pad, then either have birth control or rather don't have sex and then that's the end but mm -hmm. you're not a fully educated person on your body it's just like they tell you a few things and then you're afraid of it all yeah <laughs> that's the best <laughs> you're afraid of it I've all. ever heard <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god so, so can you share with everyone where they can find all of your work and where they can sign up for your classes? Yes, I would love that. We are active on pretty much any social media channel and you can always find us at Volvani. So all of the channels were called Volvani and then our website is volvani.com. And that's also where you can sign up for our online courses or sign up for the newsletter if you just want to get familiar with us. And then on our website is also where you find the free stock photos and the online magazine. Yes. And if you want to connect with me professionally or invite me on your podcast, you can also email me. Uh, it's Britta at Volvani.com. Perfect. And that's V-U-L-V-A-N-I. I'm part of the way through the free bleeding course and it is incredible. It's a great combination of lecture type learning, but also quizzes and like, like Britta was saying, interactive elements as well. And it's super informative. Definitely recommend it. Yeah. Thank you so much for the recommendation. And I'm so excited you're taking the class. <laughs> yeah. I'm loving it. I'm just going to change my life. Yay. Oh my God. Uh, well, Jen, do you have any more questions for Britta or Britta? Do you have any more questions for us or anything else you want to say? Embrace your period. Embrace it. <laughs> I love that. Embrace yeah, what Britta said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. This was an incredible discussion, and I yes, I already like can't wait for this to come out because I want all my friends to hear it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yes. thank you so much for inviting me and being open to like talk about it and being so excited about the topics that I wanted to share about. It was really fun talking to you. Yeah. So fun. Um, thank you.
Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode. If you want to connect with us more in different places, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck. Also, you can email us if you want to at hello at sexedshouldn'tsuck.com. Any questions or thoughts or comments, period stories, you know, good <laughs> and bad. We'd love to hear it all. Yeah. And don't forget to head over to Valvani and sign up for one of her classes. Cycle tracking is seriously a game changer and I am going through the free bleeding class right now and it is totally blowing my mind. So yeah, trust me, those classes are worth it when it comes to the dollar dollar amount. (laughs) (laughs) Hey Jen, are you a patron? What's a patron? It's a supporter on our Patreon. What's Patreon? It's a nifty website that we use to provide an easy way for people to pay us for our work. Plus, our supporters get epic prizes. Hey, do you guys remember when you'd go to school and there would be weird people there trying to get you to sell things door to door like wrapping paper and cookie dough? Did you have that? I have yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, there wasn't <laughs> anything in the script to tell me to respond, but but I do remember that. They always had a table full of prizes like blow up sofas and light up yo-yos. Well, this is like that, except you don't have to sell anything and the prizes are way cooler. It's true. Jen, tell our listeners what our prizes are. Our patrons get all kinds of cool benefits like free stickers, shout outs. Like, this could be your name right here. We could be saying it right now, but we're not because you're not a patron. And so much more. I just want to say thank you to our, our patron, Beyonce. Yeah, the ten dollars a month that Beyonce gives us is like really Shout a game changer. <laughs> Anyways, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. Uh, it comes out at the end of every month, and it's full of all the different things that we are doing at Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck, as well as Sex Ed News around the world. And finally, thank you to Kent for mastering Kent. our sound. K to the E to the N to the T. K E N T. Sound master himself. <laughs> sound master Kent. Yes. Next week, we are going to be talking to Kaylee about her journey Me? with birth control. Yeah, that Kaylee, the very oh my same. God. Hello. The one I talk to every week on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. It'll be relatable Me. and informative. And uh, I-, I hope that people can sort of like see their own journeys in-, in your journey. Yeah, for sure. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye. I've never tried one, but I've known people who've had trouble pulling it out. And that just, that also kind of freaks me out. Like, I don't think I can go down that path. (laughs) (laughs) You can always get it out. Like, I mean, you might have to go to the ER, but you'll get it out. (laughs) Yeah.